Good afternoon or good morning or good night, good evening. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Welcome back to the Pace um, show, live from Mission. And today we are here with me, Anna. Me, Lynn Marie. And Fiona. Ooh. And we are back from London. London. Wow. Our first full day back after yeah. being there at an amazing conference and then enjoying ho London a bit as a tourist. Yeah, um, it was awesome. Yes, it was really cool. So, uh, after our break, we didn't have a um, podcast, uh, radio show yeah. last week, but now we're starting fresh. Yes, starting anew. And we are doing the last episode of our series, Focus on the Things Above. And I have a question to start for you guys. Um, maybe it can sound a bit weird when I say, but what is a friend to you? What do you consider someone who is a friend? Like when you look at someone and say, that's a friend. What characteristics or what, uh, how do they act or for you? Hmm. I think when I talk about like... Uh, oh yeah, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. Then I sometimes talk about it a bit lightly. Mm -hmm. Like those people are also nice people, but I'm not that close to them sometimes. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, a friend of mine in Germany, they did this and this. Um, because it's just easier to say than to say, oh yeah, mm -hmm. the friend that I know from primary school, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's. Uh, Considering someone a friend is like saying, okay, I trust that person. Mm -hmm. And um, even though we have our differences, we get along, we can do things together. We can maybe also work as a team mm -hmm. and I can go with my problems or things that I want to talk about. I can go to them. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. And for you, Marie? Um... I looked on Google right now to see what they say, but... What did they say? It was kind of weird. <laughs> not, that, not weird, but um, it says, a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection, mm -hmm. typically one exclusive of sexual or family relations. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true, but yeah. there's so much more in it. Like, yes. That's mm -hmm. just the surface of what being a friend means. And I think a friend, like having a friend doesn't mean you see each other every day. Like mm. we are living together. We are friends. Um, but are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, for example, in school, when you have a class, you see each other every day. But I wouldn't consider a, each one of them um, my friend. Mm -hmm. It's more of how you have a relationship with them. Like I also... Especially now that we are on our pace year, we are away from home. Mm -hmm. And here we really notice who is our friend and who's not. Yes. That's I would true. say. Um, and I, I have friends I talk to a lot, like on an everyday ba basis or every, like a weekly basis. But I also have friends where I talk to them every few months. But when we talk, it's, yeah. there's nothing changed in our mm -hmm. friend relationship. Mm -hmm. So true. So it's for me. It's just on 
yeah, like you said, Fiona, can I trust the person? And it's also a bit about how do we match our personalities and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think one thing for me, it's really interesting what you just said, but it's really, like, it's real, is that sometimes you don't talk, like, to the person, you send a message or anything, like, for months or something. But when you talk, you feel like you just talked yesterday. Like, yeah, yes. Just it's just awesome to have that kind of relationship with someone, and we are talking today about me becomes we, so me <laughs> becomes uh, more than one person, mm. and that involves friends. So in the last few weeks, we talked a bit about us and our souls and other things that, if you want, you can listen to and the uh, pace. Life a mission on Spotify or Shay website. We have a, mm -hmm. a thing that you can listen to the last episodes. And Lemurie will give a bit of a small explanation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like a, like a recap. Of yeah, recap. Of what we talked about. So our series is called Focus on the Things Above. And we started with the me I can see which was about how God created us and designed us to live with him forever. Um, so who who is God and how do we live with him? Um, why are we created and who gives us our identity? Um, and then we went into me and eternity, which was about um, that eternity with God will be better than everything we can ever imagine. Yeah. And uh, this was a very powerful theme, I think, um, just because eternity is, is something where most of the people have a different view on, where like, everyone has a different kind of imagination. Um, but in the Bible, there's so much written about eternity and how can we get there, how do we live there, with who, and so on. And then the last time we spoke about seek God first, um, which was about God wants us to put him and his kingdom first. Um, how can we do that practically? Because sometimes we just get lost in our daily life. Um, but if we have a relationship with Jesus, we can put him first and then it's easier to live with him. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So today's the last day and we will talk about how we, how me becomes we, how I become multiple. <laughs> um, but now we have a song and it's called Give Me Jesus by Upper Room and Abby Gamboa.
Hello, hello and welcome back to the Pace Show, live on mission. Um, yeah, if you want to listen to more of our radio shows, you can do that um, on Spotify, for example. Um, some are already uploaded at Pace FO, live on mission. Or if you want even more of us and of Manuel James Delgado, then you can also listen to the Manny Show on um, Spotify or to the Life on Mission show powered Power by Pace. Pace, which is the um, podcast for Pace Global. Also really nice. Yeah. So <laughs> um, enough advertisement on our own um, things. But uh, if you want to participate in the radio show in some kind of way, you can write us personally, if you know us, or on Facebook or Instagram on Pace Fair Islands, or you can text us under the number 577777 if you are in the Fair Islands. Okay, so now without any further ado, we're gonna jump into the next question. And it is Is there anything that we can take with us when we are going to heaven? I think that's a really interesting question because we talked about eternity and we mm. talked about um, how did we imagine heaven to be and that after we die, we are so, uh, they're eternal. So we are going to eternity in heaven. Um, but it's super interesting, this question, because like so many people talk about achieving things when you are still here here on earth. Uh, and maybe they can think that those things matter after you die. But there is a part in the Bible that talks about that. Mm -hmm. It's in Matthew 6, 19 to 21. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your, treasures, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's, I think, powerful. And we talked about that also when we talked about seeking God first. Mm -hmm. Where are we putting our uh, wishes and like our wish list you could say mm -hmm. like the things that we want to achieve here where are we putting that like what is our intention on in doing those things and like we won't take anything with us to heaven no no that's crazy in a way because here on earth like we also talked about it the last time that um we are always worrying about um food and clothes And then the Bible says, do not worry about it because I will provide. Yeah. Um, and it, it goes even further into these luxury goods we have here on earth. For example, our phone or mm -hmm. whatever you might want to achieve. This is all um, mortal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think... Um, We talked about focus on the things above, which practically sums up what you guys were talking about mm -hmm. um, and kind of leads us to the question why we should even think 
about eternity. Mm. Uh, why does it? Yeah, why is it an interesting topic for us to talk about? Not just theological or philosophical, but in general for our lives. Mm -hmm. um, well, because we will end up there. <laughs> I think <laughs> this, like, after we die, we go to eternity, and. Jesus said that there will have separation of people in eternity. And this is one thing that when we think, what can we take with us when we go to heaven? People. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is, I think, the only thing that if you think about, you can. This is the only thing that you will be able to take with you. Uh, and there's a passage in Matthew 25 that Jesus is talking about that. Um, And he says that when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Uh, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And then he continues later saying, Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And in the end he finishes up with saying, Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So Jesus is showing us that after we die, like in the end and, and uh, in eternity, there is a separation. Mm. people are going to be separated from him to eternal, with eternal punishment. And we talked about that when we talked about heaven, uh, that hell is being separated from God and there will be like no comfort or like... Yeah, I think it's also interesting um, to the point you said without the comfort in verse 41, you already said it, it's... Um, talking about that um, th those on the left will go into eternal fire mm -hmm. prepared for the devil and his angels and I think when you go out and then you come to people maybe you want to evangelize mm -hmm. um, you might say yeah um, you know you have to believe in Jesus because if you don't you, you will have eternity without God Ooh. but for the people on the street uh. It doesn't matter if they have like eternity they, with or without God. Because they don't like, know God. They don't know God. They don't even have him here. So why would they even um, care yeah. about it? Um, so it's uh, interesting in this passage where it clearly says that it isn't even um, separation from God, but it's a punishment. Yeah. It's something where the devil and his angels rule. And I think maybe also... No, I don't. <laughs> one foot I like this kind of thing going on the street and uh, saying people yeah, if you don't if you don't repent then you're going to hell like this doesn't it doesn't work this like turn or burn uh, yeah. theology doesn't like for us it is good to have that in mind it's mm -hmm. kind of a um, reminder <laughs> yeah or it also 
pushes us to go out and tell others. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you want your friends with you in heaven? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk later about how mm -hmm. to share your faith in a way that is not turn or burn. But um, yeah, I also wanted to add that it's interesting how he uses the comparison of the sheep and the goat. Mm -hmm. um, so the sheep is mentioned a lot in the Bible. Um, we have all those pictures of God being um, the shepherd for us. And when you encounter sheep, um, like we encounter them a lot in the Fair Islands, <laughs> and they uh, really, they know their shepherd. They... Um, Yeah, they might even seem a bit naive to other, to outsiders, like mm -hmm. when they are standing in the middle of the street all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> But they, um, they know who the shepherd is and they follow the shepherd. Yeah. But growing up in the countryside, I encountered also some goats and they can be stubborn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the goats are oh, cool yeah. animals. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like goats, but... Um, I I can remember one time we took them from the field and I had like a, a leash from mm -hmm. the goat. I was not guiding the goat. The goat was like dragging me all <laughs> across the field. I was like, how can I make this stop? Yeah. <laughs> and I think this kind of describes also uh, the sheep kind of as a loyal mm -hmm. and trusting animal in the yeah. shepherd. And the goat is going to be like, no. I want to go that way now and you have to follow me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's just, just a picture that came to my mind now. That's really <laughs> interesting. And goats really are like that. Uh, it's just really interesting this comparison that you did and that Jesus uses here. Um, and one thing that people sometimes don't think is in the beginning when we talked, like the first episode of the series, we talked about uh, the me I can see and uh, how God created us. And God created us, his image. We see that in Genesis. Uh, and he breathed his breath onto us. And that gave us the eternal part of ourselves. But we are created his image. So we have his characteristics. Uh, the goodness that we have comes from him. The, like, deferring Is that how you say deferring? Differentiating right from wrong comes from him. Mm -hmm. uh, being ethical or not mm -hmm. comes from him. All those good things that uh, are here in our lives, they come from him. And in the moment that you are separated from him, all of those things go away. Like, uh, And to think that you will spend eternity without any of that because as you said Limerie sometimes we say oh you're going to be separated from God but people don't know who God is but God is in everything uh, and people just don't know who he is but I think people just take things super like yeah we are like that because we are like that we are humans and that's the way we work but there's a creator Mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning like he thought about everything and we are his image like when you look at a human being 
you're looking uh, from a picture that God drew and painted. So, yeah, I was also thinking about that a few days ago, like eternity <laughs> in general. And we are going to listen to a song now and continue talking about why is it important to talk about eternity with the people around us. Um, and the name of the song is Never Have I Ever by Hillsong Young and Free. Welcome back to the Pace Show, Life on Mission. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> we are continuing our series, Focusing on Things Above. Today's the last episode, Me Becomes We. And uh, before we continue, if you want to send us a message uh, with a question or a prayer request or a song request, 
You can send a message on five seven 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 seven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you are in the Valens, if you're not, you can send us a message on our personal uh, somewhere social media accounts or the Pace FO Fair Islands <laughs> on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, so we are going to continue with the question, what's the importance of reaching friends and community? And I have a story to tell, but first I want to hear what you think. Why, why should we reach friends in our community? I think, first of all, um, it clearly says in the Bible, we have our mission um, to go out in the world and tell people about Jesus. So that's the one thing. Mm -hmm. um, the other is, I know my identity in Christ. I am joyful through him. I am loved. And I want to give this love to others. Like I, It's nice to receive it all. And because it's that nice, I want to give it further to others. Mm -hmm. For me, it really... Um, I, I see the difference uh, of days when I started with God or when I forgot about it. And I see the days where I forgot to read my Bible, where I forgot to build my relationship with Jesus. Um, I just know that it's more positive when I am with Jesus every day. Mm -hmm. um, so I am joyful and thankful for that. So the question for me is why shouldn't I give it to others then? When I know for myself that I can be joyful through him and that he is the one who's loving me and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a very good question. I think it also uh, invites you to self-reflect a bit. Mm -hmm. um, how much have you been talking or reaching others? Um, and when I think about it, Yeah, maybe I could have shared more during my time in school. Mm -hmm. My like I never hid my faith, but I also never was like very active in sharing it. I was just like, yeah, I'm a Christian, so if you want to talk with a Christian, just come <laughs> to me. And I didn't go to others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's really important. Imagine no one has introduced you. To the faith. Like, I grew up with it. My parents introduced me to Christianity, to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and my grandparents before that did that to my parents. Mm -hmm. But if, if you didn't grow up in a Christian household, or even if you did and got estranged to your faith, um, like, knowing, like Demarie said, what a privilege it is, to have a relationship with Jesus, how good it is. Um, why wouldn't you introduce others to it? And when I think if I hadn't really invited Jesus to my life, I don't know where I would be now. I really don't. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, wow. So um, I have a story to tell. Before I tell the story, I just want to make a comment about this, what's important. I remember that during the, pandemic, COVID, <laughs> for the ones who remember, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think most of the people, um, I was having, like, I think when the vaccine started to be 
introduced. I remember that uh, we started to talk about our faith in Jesus in our church in a way that people like should think, imagine you have, for example, COVID or another disease that it kills, it kills, it can kill. Uh, and you have the cure for it. For example, cancer. You have the cure for cancer. Are you going to keep it to yourself <laughs> when everyone else is dying? Or are you going to share with the world like, and save people? Mm. So this was an interesting analogy that uh, we had and I thought about it and I never forgot because we have the vaccine, like we have the cure for a disease. And most of the times we don't speak up. Uh, so I have a story of someone, a person, he died already. <laughs> His name was John Harper and he was a pastor, a Scottish pastor. Um, we're not talking about his early life. Um, he was a pastor in a church in Scotland. But the part of his life that I want to talk about today is um, about the end of his life, like when he died. So he was going to um, from Scotland to Houston. Uh, and he was going with the Titanic. He was crossing the Atlantic with the Titanic. And we all know what happened to the Titanic. It sank. <laughs> um, and so Harper, she, he was t 39 at the time. And he was uh, an only father, like a one parent. I don't know how to say, I forgot. But... His wife had passed away and he had his six-year-old daughter and he had with her, with him also, Annie, uh, someone from his family. And he was traveling uh, to America. And what happened was, as we all know also, is that uh, the ship, Titanic, hit an iceberg and started to sink. So Harper could have saved in house and sorry sorry people tongue twisted <laughs> english ah. but he could have saved himself uh he was an actual lifeboat he put his daughter and the other girl from his family into the lifeboat and he went away and he jumped into the water when the ship began to swing began to sink And he started to preach, like, in the boat and outside of the boat, in the water. He started to preach at his last moments of his life. He never stopped preaching. And he was preaching a verse, like, he would encounter people and say, uh, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. He said that every time he encountered someone in the water. And, and then you might think, ah, oh, how do we know that if he died? Yeah, that was, that was my, my question. <laughs> yeah, so what happened was after he was in the water already, um, he had encountered lots of people. And at one point, he was floating next to another man 
and he had a life jacket and everything. He was floating. And then Harper, he came to this man and said, are you saved? And the man, uh, desperate, he replied, no, I'm not saved. And then Harper shouted, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Um, and he took his life jacket off. Harper did that and threw into another person. And moments later, he disappeared between, like in the water, beneath the water, and it was never saw again. And people know that because four years later, there was a reunion of the survivors of the Titanic. And the men that saw Harper told the story of his rescue and gave the testimony saying that he converted at that point. And mm -hmm. he was the last person who saw Harper alive. Uh, and it's really interesting uh, that Harper had a daughter. He, like, gave up his daughter to save others. And not save in the way of life, but save in eternal life. Because mm -hmm. he saw that the priority was that at that point. People were going to die without knowing Jesus. And I think it's a story that impact, like, was strong, like, had a strong impact with me. Because we, most of the times, like, we are not dying right now. We are not in a situation of life and death. But most of the times, we don't think that way, that we don't know when is our last day. And we don't know also around us who knows Jesus or who doesn't know Jesus and I think we are selfish it's I, I don't know it's just I'm sorry to say that but we are selfish in a way <laughs> uh that hit hard yeah like, <laughs> you only think about your life imagine all of the other peoples that went into the boat there are so many lifeboats of 100 people and you went into a lifeboat and instead of thinking of the people that are left behind, you are just thinking, I'm saved, I'm safe, I'm not going to die here because I'm already in a lifeboat. And when we, accept, when we accept Jesus in our life as our Savior, we are saved, we know that. But don't be those people in the lifeboat that did not look back, the lifeboats that went away and never came back, but be someone that is like John Harper and all the other apostles in the Bible that you're living for Jesus. Mm. So I wanted to ask you, too, what's the, like, what impact uh, this story had on you? I don't know if you ever heard it before, but hearing it now. I think um, that the impact it had on me is that um, giving the word to others is not easy. Like, we are saved, but um, are we jumping out of the boat again into the cold water? Are we going to go into a situation that is not comfortable for us? Are we going to people who maybe are in a situation of life where they want saving or 
um, maybe we encounter people who are in a situation who don't want to have saving, for example. If we, if we say the lifeboat doesn't stand for people that are saved, but just for people that are safe from in their current situation, like not eternally. Um, these people in the lifeboat technically would say they don't need saving for eternal life or uh, right now because they are already. But we we are we are having these two ways, and I think both are um, uncomfortable to to go on to walk on um, but even though when we like we can choose which ways we take but on every way we take we can talk about Jesus yeah yeah. I think uh, like life you could say that is a river mm -hmm. or it's an ocean that you're going through until you get to eternity and you can choose what you want. Like, <laughs> I think if you get the analogy of the lifeboat, Jesus is the lifeboat. If you want to go hop on it and be saved, or if you want to just stay mm. in your comfort zone, swimming along. Yeah, and you, Fiona? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, when you said river, I needed to think of something my pastor said a few months ago <laughs> like my pastor in Germany mm -hmm. and he had the analogy of a river and a swamp mm. in a river there's something like there's an in and there's an out uh, you for example you get God's love and you give it to others mm -hmm. it, it's a flow um, and when you see water and rivers they are really impactful even though like you can see what paths they create over time and all of that. Um, and then there's a swamp. You get water, maybe once or ah, it comes in through rain or uh, mm -hmm. there are different ways that a swamp is created, but it stays there and it um, collects all J and it's, for some animals, it's very, like they can live in there quite well. But, for example, fish, they, they don't get enough oxygen and all of that because it's, uh, it, there's no flow. It doesn't mm -hmm. go through. And if you, like, with the... <laughs> I think I'm making this more complicated than it is. But mm -hmm. if you have a river, you constantly get God's love because you focus on him. You put God first. You read your Bible, so-and-so. And you give it further. You have a flow. It's can be very impactful mm -hmm. and you're kind of taking people with you when you have a very powerful stream it takes all the gravel all the um wood and all stuff it takes it with them mm -hmm. um so that that's one version the other version you maybe accept jesus in your life you get some water and then you kind of yeah it's okay if i read my bible like once a year or something <laughs> Uh, so the water you got in the beginning, it begins to rot. Yeah, it, it, it can also smell like you you know when you yeah never mind. Mm -hmm. So there you don't have a nothing comes in, 
and also nothing comes out. So it kind of mm -hmm. maybe once in a while something comes in, but yeah, you don't get to uh, take people with you because mm -hmm. you never have a flow, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone uh, out there understood <laughs> and could connect with that little analogy. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is, uh, now I forgot what I wanted to say else, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, there is a verse that it's in Romans 1.16, and he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Uh, and it Paul said that, uh, and it's like this part, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, mm. because, it, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. It's like, mm. uh, it's common for us, um, like youth or adults or even older people, to sometimes be in your comfort zone or be, like we talked in the beginning, be in... Like, you don't speak out your faith. You are a Christian, like you said, Fiona. I'm a Christian. If you want to talk to me about with a Christian, you can come to me and talk. But I'm here. Like, I'm not showing people mm. who Jesus is in. Like, exposing people to the gospel. And maybe you think, oh, I'll be judged. Or maybe you can think, oh, I don't know. People will stop Uh, hanging out with me or something but it's not something for you to be ashamed of and it's something that should bring you joy and yeah so we have a next song now for us to listen it's called Pieces by Bethel Music Stephanie Gretzinger <laughs> <laughs> here you go
back to our radio show um we just heard the song pieces and it's an amazing song i don't know if you knew it before but i would definitely recommend it to put it on your playlist at home um well we will continue in our topic for today which is me becomes we how can we pass on our faith to others and um this is also um, for a new question, we have 
our last question. Um, what did Jesus ask us to do about this topic, like about the topic of passing on our faith? And what are some tips to do it? Um, and we have two Bible passages. The first one, um, Anna, you can read it out in Matthew yeah. 28, 16 to 20. I think a lot of people know this one, but... Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of age. Nice. That's such a great promise. And it's so important to have in mind, in our heart, that he will be with us always. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then we have a second passage. It's Acts 16, 32 to, th no, 32 and 34. Um, and when we look back on John Harper, his story, there he, he did a lot before drowning with the Titanic. Um, and one thing he always preached about was Acts 13, uh, 16, 31. So the verse before our passage, which says, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Yeah. Um, It's interesting because like, mm -hmm. that's also what he said when like he encountered people before dying. Like it's such a powerful verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the rest of it. If you read the story in Acts, it's about Paul and Barnaby, I think. He, yeah. They were in jail. So mm -hmm. um, The Acts 16, 32 and 34 says, Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Yeah, wow. I think it's so interesting how it talks about the whole household. Um, yeah, because I know a lot of people, maybe youth that grew up in a Christian household but didn't end up believing in Jesus or maybe ended up having a relationship with him further down the road. Or, where, for example, the husband is not a Christian but the mother is, or the wife is. Um, I think that's yeah, it's interesting. Please don't quote me on that. But I the other day I saw a statistic. I'm not sure. I think me too. If it's correct, <laughs> maybe I I should go and fact check that. But um, it said that in America, um, when the husband becomes Christian or believes, the percentage percentage that his whole family follows him into faith is way higher than when it's the wife mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. uh, mother yeah. I think it was really interesting mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it has an impact on one of the family members um, yeah, encounters Jesus and uh, starts his or her faith journey mm -hmm. um, because people around him or her see the change yeah. and wonder like, okay, what's, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. uh, why, why 
did that person change so much? Why um, does he or she do things? Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that also brings me to one kind of like tip <laughs> on how to share your faith. I'm not a pro. Definitely not. But I think it's way like when you tell your own testimony and tell other people how you encountered Jesus, how you, um, yeah, live your relationship with God, <laughs> mm -hmm. then people can't say, yeah, no, that didn't happen. That's yeah. not true. Um, because I myself personally encountered it. I experienced it. Um, and yeah, that you can also, like, it's important to share the gospel. Definitely. But once the people already know, I think it is very important to share your testimony mm -hmm. um, because it makes it more, yeah, people can relate to it more, mm -hmm. makes it also more, a lot of people say, yeah, it's, oh, that book is so old, the Bible, the stories are so old, but we experience Jesus today. Yes. Uh, and for more tips, one thing that we read uh, that Paul says in Romans is do not be ashamed of uh, spreading the gospel. And one thing that for me was uh, a big impact was someone someone was preaching about it. And yeah, he says, don't be afraid of talking about Jesus, uh, especially to your friends. Uh, sometimes we have friends that are not Christian and we are like, yeah, we want to talk about Jesus to them, but we are sometimes afraid that maybe they will stop being friends with us or something. But it's interesting that friends, like we talked in the beginning, what, what's a friend? Uh, and if the person is your friend, he will be open to hear you. And we were in the conference in London uh, this past week And one of the guys that spoke, he said there is uh, like a statistic also. I don't know if it's in London or where. No, UK or where. But like uh, if a friend, it's like higher percentage of youth that goes to church if a friend invites them. Mm -hmm. If a stranger invites you, like invite them it's not really common but if a friends invite them a friend invites them it's uh easier for them to go to church mm. or learn more about Jesus and this is something for us like in your daily life don't be afraid to speak Jesus <laughs> uh go out and talk about your faith with as Jesus says he gave us he gave us authority he has authority and he is with us so you can just speak i have a story in addition to that i heard it was um someone who had he went into school he was not a christian not a christian household nothing and he knew his friend was going into church um but they never really talked about the beliefs and sometimes he would um question it why he's like why he's believing something um but he was also open for new things like mm -hmm. for more knowledge or whatever it is 
um, like he was searching for something and he said, if my friend would have invited me, I would have come definitely, but he never did. And then he got to his faith later. So he, mm -hmm. he got a Christian, but I think there are so many opportunities we have in our life. We just have to take them because we never know how, how the person will react. That's one thing that can be negative, but also positive because mm -hmm. many people are searching for something and they just want to be invited. They don't yeah. want to ask. They want to be invited. And you know, when you look at our generation, uh, at Gen Z, um, they want to be part of something. Yeah. Like, um, there's so many movements that just came out of, not out of nowhere, but grew really fast in a short time. Because I think, I think that Gen Z really wants to belong somewhere. Everyone wants to belong somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be part of something big and impactful. Yeah, and uh, with like a hook on that, another thing that you can do is pray <laughs> uh, and ask God to give you and show you the opportunities mm -hmm. uh, where you can spread his word and love amongst your friends and family. Also, you can pray and say like God, like as Le Marie was saying, sometimes people that are not Christian, they're searching for something. But no one's come to them and say, so maybe ask God, God, who should I go to and speak about you? And he will show you. He will talk to you. So this is another thing. Uh, and keep praying. Don't pray one time and be like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. But keep praying. Keep um, with, I forgot the word in English. I'm sorry. Uh, with like we were talking about today. With perseverance? Yeah. Yeah, with perseverance. Like, don't just give up on something that can happen. Do you guys have any other tips that worked for you? Um, I can share really, really quick because mm -hmm. we're running out of time. <laughs> um, but there are those four symbols that make it easier to explain the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a lot of you guys already know them. Yeah. Um And you can basically explain the heart of the gospel in a minute mm -hmm. or 30 seconds. Um, so you have the divided symbol. So um, you are, we are divided from God, separated from God through our sins. And God loved us so much, so there we have the heart, that he sent his own son to earth, Jesus, And he died for us. He died mm -hmm. for our sins, which is the cross. Yeah. And then the question is, okay, what what do you do with it? What? How does that impact your life? Mm -hmm. That's a question mark. So you have the four symbols. Divided sign. You have the heart. You have the cross. And you have the question mark. Yes. That's and with that, uh, I'm going to close and prayer mm -hmm. and then we're gonna play the last song yeah. so yeah Jesus we thank you so much for being with us today because um, yeah if one or two if two or three are here in your name then you're in the midst of us Jesus we thank you that you are so incredible that you 
came down to earth and um, saved us, saved everyone, died for our sins. And yeah, that we can encounter you every day, um, that we can spend time with you through prayer. And um, yeah, that you loved us and love us so much that you will do everything to save us. Um, yeah, so please help us in sharing um, your love and sharing the gospel and yeah, sharing what you give us every day through, yeah, through our life that we can show others how much you love us, how much you love the world. And um, yeah, please bless especially our household, our family, that, yeah, we can inspire them, we can um, help them grow closer to you, that we can help each other grow closer to you and, um, yeah, be with you every day. Give us opportunities and, uh, yeah, write words in our head, in our um, on our tongue when we speak to other people, when we talk about you, that you um, help us in our situation and we know we're never alone. In your name, amen. Amen, really good. Uh, thank you for listening today. Next week we will be back with a new topic and now we have our next song before we just say bye-bye everyone. And the next song is called The Great Commission by Brent Taylor. And yeah, see uh, you until next week. Bye. 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 Making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and Spirit. This is a great commission. Teaching them all of your commandments, bringing the prodigals into your presence. This is the Great Commission. We have authority from heaven to fill the world with the gospel we've been given. This is the Great Commission. We are the Great Commission. We want to see you
So here.